Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Episode 39 of Crime Time for Thursday, February 7th on FayObserver.com. I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety, highlighting stories in the news. And a reminder, anyone we discuss who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law. Let's get started. Last weekend, members of the Scotland County Sheriff's Office headed up an intense search for a reported missing baby and woman. A news conference was held. A photo of the missing baby was released. Authorities asked for help. Turns out it was a hoax. Fayetteville Observer reporters Paul Wolverton and Michael Futch are here to talk about the bizarre case. Paul, let's start with you because you helped with the initial reporting on the story. Tell us a little bit about it. How did this hoax get started, the search, and finally authorities finally realizing there was no missing baby and woman? Well, I got on the story this past Friday when the, uh, I guess late Thursday last week, the uh, Scotland County Sheriff's Office put out on Facebook that they were in a very intense search for a uh, missing woman said to be from New Jersey, Hispanic, age 26 to 32, I think. Uh, baby was just a few weeks old. It had been born January 10th down here in uh, somewhere in Scotland County or neighboring Rockingham County, uh, or excuse me, Richmond County, which is the county seat is Rockingham. But the point is, uh, you know, they, they pulled out all the stops because they thought that this woman had been a victim of human trafficking and that the baby had been taken away from her and supposedly had been brought by two men to... Fayetteville or Cumberland County and so they had authorities from Fayetteville all the way to uh, Rockingham and Richmond County that's like hour two hours away from Fayetteville looking for this woman and they had a big press conference that Friday afternoon uh, asking for anyone with any information about the, the woman if they'd seen anything to to call the authorities to, to let them know so they could track her down well it turned out it was just a big scam uh, apparently uh, two women had uh, a, a mother and daughter had come to the sheriff's office to say they, they thought that uh, the the mother the the baby and her mother had been uh, were in danger or possibly kidnapped or victims of human trafficking. It turns out uh, they I guess have been interacting with a woman, another woman, um, Danella Mitzia Missy Bethay of uh, Rockingham. Uh, she had been I guess telling these these two other people that 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 there was this lady who had a baby and was missing and prior to the baby being missing uh, that that she was needing assistance and they were giving they were giving Miss Bethay money uh, apparently $60 at a time to help take care of the uh, alleged mother and newborn baby and uh, I mean, I mean, we see that a lot of times in Fayetteville. People say, oh, I'm out of gas. Can you give me money for gas? Right. Oh, well, just bring your car over. I'll put some gas in. Oh, no, 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 just give me the money. Or right. I'm hungry. Can you give me some money for food? Well, I'll get you a sandwich. No, just give me the money. We see that all the time in Fayetteville and other places. And um, so... How, how, how did the authorities finally start catching on that, that this, this well, wasn't there, right? Well, there were inconsistencies in what uh, uh, Ms. Bethay was telling them. And they, they finally started, you know, calling her out on those apparently on, on that Friday evening. And so, you know, Friday afternoon we had the big news conference asking for the public to help find the missing people. 
Friday night, about uh, 8.16 p.m. Friday night, I got a text message from the detective saying, uh, cancel all media. And I texted with her a little bit more, and she said, you know, it was a big, big scam. Uh, Bethay was scamming people for, allegedly scamming people for money uh, for drugs. Okay. Well, I'm glad nobody was in danger, as it turned out. Apparently, there's no, there's no baby. There's no mama. Um, the the picture that they circulated of the baby was one that I guess Beth just a random baby found on picture social media somewhere. Mm, man, what what a story! I tell you, for a day or so there, it was really amazing. Now you mentioned Danella Mitzia Bethea of Rockingham. She was arrested, charged ten counts of obtaining property by false pretenses, one count a false report to a law enforcement agency related to a missing child, authorities said in the announcement on Friday. Now, Michael Futch has followed the story as it uh, earlier this week, trying to learn more about what happened. Michael, you went to Rockingham to find out more about Missy Bethea, the woman charged in this case. What did you find out about her? What did you find out going on in Rockingham? First, I went to uh, Laurenburg because she had grown up there and she had lived there for a good while before apparently moving into an apartment unit in Rockingham, like back in June. Uh, And some of the neighbors were willing to talk with me. They didn't want their names used. Uh, They said that she had problems with drugs, Mm -hmm. Uh, that that she was was basically addicted to a lot of uh, narcotics, over uh, prescription drugs. Uh, And after that, I did go to Rockingham where she was living there uh, and spoke with a next-door neighbor. The next-door neighbor uh, said that that Miss Bethay had a habit of telling lies, of trying to come up with different ways to make money. Uh, And she said that she had talked, she had actually talked with her about this particular case and said she she needed to come clean on this. She needed to go back. She talked about this one specific woman who apparently was Miss Bethay's best friend and was a godmother to her children. And I don't know, I was not able to verify if the case she's talking about is the same as what uh, the uh, Scotland County Sheriff's Office put out in uh, its news releases. But... Uh, she says she was scamming this one particular woman and that the woman was under the impression she was buying a baby for $800. Oh, wow. <laughs> and again, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't get anyone to call me back from the sheriff's office to, to even match this up. Is this the same case that you're talking about? Did that neighbor that she was seems, arrested for? That neighbor seemed surprised that maybe not missing baby. That, that may be going a little far. But the neighbor seemed surprised that that she that Miss Bethay would have been involved in anything like this. No, she she okay. wasn't surprised. And actually, the neighbors back in Laurenburg said. This wasn't a, this isn't a surprise for her. Okay. Now, at last report, Bethea is being held in Scotland County Detention Facility on a hundred thousand dollar bail for the charges of making the false report and all the other charges. Her next court date is February twentieth, according to the documents. Michael, uh, just curious, uh, as and it sounds like from from your reporting uh, in Rockingham and Laurenburg, has she had uh, legal issues in the past? She has had numerous legal issues in the past. Uh, a lot of charges, but a uh, few convictions. In a lot of cases, they were thrown out by either the district attorney or the uh, presiding judge. She has been found guilty of speeding, larceny, and littering of a beer or wine container. But uh, among the charges, uh, 
that had been dismissed, robbery with a dangerous weapon, second-degree trespassing, and larceny of a motor vehicle. So she's no newcomer to this type of activity. Well, I'm sure we'll be following this case as it works its way through the legal system. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Paul. Paul mentioned the concern about human trafficking as part of the investigation involving the hoax in Scotland County. Well, a Pennsylvania man who was arrested in Fayetteville in 2017 was sentenced last week to 11 years and three months in prison after being convicted on human trafficking-related offenses, according to the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of North Carolina. Samuel Dwayne Doolittle of Erie, Pennsylvania, was sentenced February 1st for prostitution and use of the Internet to promote an unlawful business enterprise, namely prostitution. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, from early April through June 5, 2016, Doolittle prostituted two victims and other women throughout the eastern United States. Fayetteville Police Officer Jeremy Strickland said that Doolittle was forcing women into servitude at various hotels in the city. One of the women was able to escape and went to the police. In another case, three Fayetteville men have been charged with two unrelated human trafficking investigations. That's according to the Fayetteville Police Department. Marcus McCormick of Pennystone Drive and Jason Godwin of Buckhorn Road are charged in one case. In the other case, Brian Bumpers II of Bella Vista Drive has been charged with human trafficking, an adult victim, and promoting prostitution of a person with a mental disability. Human trafficking remains a major problem in our community. Anyone with information regarding human trafficking is asked to call detectives with the Fayetteville Police Department at 433-1856 or Crime Stoppers at 483-TIPS. That's 483-8477. Remember the Ramsey Street Rapist? Who can forget it if you lived around here during the time between 2006 and 2008? Several women in the northern part of Fayetteville uh, reported being raped. Daryl Wayne Bowden was arrested in August for the crimes. The story back in the news this week. We welcome back Paul Wolverton to Crime Time to talk about the latest development, a potential seventh victim. When did this news come about, Paul, and bring us up to date on this one? Uh, we found about uh, found out about this just a couple days ago today. We're recording this on Thursday. I think I learned on Tuesday that the seventh uh, potential victim had come forward to the authorities uh, after uh, Bowden was arrested this past August. And they're not saying a whole lot about it. They, they aren't making a DNA connection uh, with him, but they I guess they're looking at other evidence to see if they can make a case against him for this incident from 1998 where uh, she was assaulted. But basically, yeah, he, you know, he, he faces 44 charges, burglary, rape, break and entering, larceny. He's accused of assaulting six women between March of 2006 and January of 2008. That's the, I mean, if you were in Fayetteville at that time, there were a lot of people scared. Uh, they even had self-defense classes going for women right. uh, in response to the situation. It was just a, a, a bad time. And I, I used to know a uh, one of the detectives who was trying to, to break this case and and she was real determined but uh you know it it finally got resolved last year when they started using uh basically i guess uh, forensic family dna type testing where they they go to these online services where you can do your genealogy and you submit your dna to figure out you know how much of you is from germany how much of his you is from uh france and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing and uh they run the tests with the dna they have from say the rape kit and it might not come back with a hit directly to uh the individual but it might bring back their relatives 
and they evidently got some relatives of Mr. Bowden, and they were then able to uh, hone in on him and 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 confirm that that he was their uh, chief suspect from the rape kit. Somehow, I guess they obtained additional DNA that that went straight back to him. So then, uh, you know, but then moving forward, so he was arrested in August. He's on eighteen point five million dollars bail, and he would like that lowered. So yeah. his lawyer has filed a motion. Uh, in, on the, I think it was January 16th, he filed a motion in Cumberland County Superior Court, or excuse me, District Court. And on February 19th, they're going to have a hearing, and his lawyer, Carl, Carl Iverson, is going to, uh, he's basically saying, defendant moves at this court to set a reasonable bond. Um, well, we'll see how that turns out. Now, this potential seventh victim, was she one of the ones from the 2006-2008? No, that's from 1998. And do they know of any others that possibly he may be connected to? Uh, If they do, they haven't told me. Well, we'll see how this plays out. The case, I'm sure, remains under investigation, and and the the authorities never uh, give up on stuff like this, uh, however long it takes. um, Oh, yeah, in terms of trying to solve the crime, yes. They, uh, I mean, and this was, you know, this was one of the biggest crime sprees in Fayetteville yeah. and they were they were hot to get it solved all right thank you Paul in other crime news from the past week a Lumberton man was stabbed Monday night according to a news release from the Robinson County Sheriff's Office and his brother has been arrested and charged in the assault Kino Thakur Locklear of Lumbee Avenue was charged with assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill and inflicting serious injury James Allen Horn and Michael Rayshon Richard of Spring Lake have been charged following a shooting at gunpoint robbery last week at the Super 8 Hotel, police say. Detectives say at 4.15 a.m. on Tuesday, January 29th, two men with handguns walked into the hotel entrance and shot a man in the left hand. The man also suffered a head injury, according to the news release issued by Spring Lake Police. The gunman took money from the cash drawer and from the man's wallet, then ran away. And finally, a man urinating on the side of a building recently led Fayetteville police to arrest three men on charges of cocaine possession. Joseph Frank Torres, Dallas Trevor Duncan, and Zachary Lane Murray were arrested. Police records show an officer noticed a man get out of a red car at a gas station on Yadkin Road and urinate on the side of the building. The vehicle sped up after the man got back into the vehicle and the officer conducted a traffic stop. The officer said as he approached the vehicle, an opened bottle of gin, an open container of beer, and a mixed drink were in the console. That led to a search of the vehicle, and the arrest was made. Well, I guess if you got to go, you got to go. And we have to go. That's it for episode 39 of Crime Time. For Thursday, February 7th, your comments and suggestions for Crime Time are welcome. You can reach me, Sonny Jones, by email at sjones.com at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at F.O. Sonny Jones. Again, thanks so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of Crime Time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.